Blog Talk Radio. Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Join America's leading relationship expert, top holistic life coach, and best-selling author, Dr. D. Yvonne Young, along with a diverse team of regular commentators, experts, and celebrity guests. Be entertained while being informed on the issues that affect you most. Don't miss it. Dr. D. Yvonne Young, providing you the tools you need to start living a profoundly extraordinary life. Good afternoon, America. Today is October 30th, 2013, and you're listening to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. You know, um, there are certain subjects that even for someone is um, off the what off the chart as me, get to be sometimes uh, very, very uncomfortable. Um, Sometimes these things are very difficult to talk about, but today we're going to break all of those taboos because, ladies and gentlemen, you need to be aware of this subject. I'm going to begin this program by saying if you have a child that is under the age of 17 years old with an earshot of you, I would recommend that you go get that baby some cereal and milk or uh, tell them to go watch something in the next room because this is definitely an adult conversation. We are going to discuss the phenomenon of the down-low man. Now, am I talking about a dwarf? Am I talking about a short brother? No, I'm not talking about that. I am talking, and I know I'm not talking about a dude that works in a subterranean environment, but I am going to be talking about brothers that are doing some subterranean stuff. And that is a secret sex world that many men, uh, and I'm not just going to say they're African-American, that are living in. Now, Here's why that is important for you ladies, and I'm going to go as far today as to uh, I've done my homework. So we're going to talk about symptoms, and we're going to talk about the things that you can look for, spot, and see. These things do not and mean that your man is gay, okay? It does not mean that your man is gay. But what it does mean that if you see three or four of these uh, presentations or these behaviors, align themselves, more than likely you are dealing with a man that if he is not gay, he is bi-curious. Now, with that said, and I almost want to say it is ridiculous to assume that there's no such thing as a man being bi-curious. If a man is wanting to touch another man's penis, kiss another man, have anal sex with another man, dude, you are gay, okay? You are gay. So that is where this conversation is going to begin. But even going before that, let's talk about some facts and figures here. When I did my homework on this thing, uh, the first thing I wanted to do is say, let's get some verifiable data and make sure that we are not making false assumptions and insulting an entire population of men. All right, with that said, first thing is, and it's 2013, and we have to acknowledge healthcare and the medical community that they have actually uh, come a hell of a long way in being able to diagnose, being able to uh, in some ways sustain treat and minimize the impact of the horrible infection of HIV. Have the, does that mean that someone has learned that we found a cure? No, we haven't. There's a myth out there, and it, well, I'm not even going to say it's a myth. Science is definitely working on a vaccine. That vaccine has not been uh, reached a point for deployment to the population yet, so there is no vaccine. In other words, if you get HIV, it's, it's just, you're stuck. You've got this disease for life. Will it kill you? I can assure you this. You're not going to exactly feel like going and uh, 
playing tennis and uh, running track, can you survive it? Yes, with a hell of a lot of work and a lot of dieting properly and spiritual balance and cognitive balance, but it is still a disease that is a death sentence, especially for those of you that have the components of a lifestyle that puts you subject to risk. Now, and again, I'm going to talk about the download brothers in a minute, ladies, but let's talk about this disease because I want to educate you. And I have a gentleman that I'm going to bring to the program in the next few moments that is going to do probably a far better job than I ever could in educating you because he has been instrumental in helping diagnose and treat people and, and uh, provide a pathway to people that are compromised from this horrible, horrible uh, plague. But let, let's go here with it. First of all, HIV is a disease that will affect you in a very unhealthy way if you have a risky lifestyle, meaning you're promiscuous. Uh, for those of you that don't like the big word promiscuous, I'm going to put it another way, you are a hoe. Um, the next thing I'm going to say is that that disease, if you do not take care of your diet, you don't eat right, you don't rest well, you uh, practice poor hygiene and, and poor mental and emotional hygiene to go with physical hygiene, you are definitely putting yourself at risk. You're putting yourself at greater risk and much, much greater risk if you're an IV drug user and you're sharing needles and what have you. Now, can you get HIV from a toilet seat? No. Can you get HIV by shaking hands with someone that has HIV unless they're oozing blood and sores? No. Can you get HIV from someone kissing you on the cheek? No. Can you get HIV from being around someone with HIV and you don't have any intimate contact? The answer is no. So let's get all the crap out the way, all right? That's the crap. It's out the way. Now let's talk about this situation with download men. First of all, ladies, the statistics are, and this is from the Center of Disease Control, the estimated number of new HIV infections among black African-American females, in fact, has decreased. However, and that's a big however. They are still proportionately, uh, they are still infected by this disease. And here's what I mean by proportionately infected by this disease. Um, 87% of the women, African-American women specifically, and I'm sure that if you want to extrapolate that, and say women of color in general. So I'm going to talk about my Hispanic sisters. I'm talking about my brown and yellow sisters. HIV infections are attributed to heterosexual contact more than anything else. The other thing that I want to uh, tell you is that you cannot tell if a man is gay because not all gay men act or dress like uh, the stereotypical uh, presentation that we think the guy's tasting his words when he talks or he has a lift or he uh, is dressing in some queer or odd manner, those things do not infer that your man is gay. As a matter of fact, a lot of the things that you would assume uh, would be attributed to a gay man are very much so false, and I'm going to give some examples. Um, gay men are all wimps and sissies. They are running around with looking more feminine or effeminate than a woman. That is a bunch of bull crap. As a matter of fact, uh, I'm in a fraternity. I'm a kappa. And one, uh, and I'm not going to say anybody's name, so don't write me, but a guy that happened to be one of the people that pledged me, it was an NFL linebacker, that who benched 500 pounds without even breaking a sweat. He's six, I guess this dude was like 6'3", six, 6'4", six, cut like Adonis, and basically could knock the heck out of a running back and send him into the air looking for his mother. This dude came out the closet gay as heck. As we also know, we just had an NBA player come out the closet, and this man is openly gay. Now, Am I saying is there anything wrong with being gay? No, I'm not. You have a right to do whatever you want to do with your sex life. 
but what you do not have a right to do, and I'm saying that to you brothers out there that are listening, you do not have a right to deceive some woman and force her into submission for something that she has no clue is your lifestyle. You have no right to damage not only psychologically, mentally, and emotionally, but the health of someone that is not buying into what you're doing. Now, here's the deal. Many of these men, men that are down low and bisexual, they are married. That's right, married. These women do not believe this could happen to them, but sisters, I'm going to tell you something. It is time that you take another look with what's going on in your house. Now, I'm going to flip a script. There are a number of women out there that are dating a man that when you guys met, you were both freaks. You know, you like girls, and he, he was open to, you know, having what we will just, uh, for polite terms, consider an alternative lifestyle where a third partner could come into the bedroom and it would be another male. Women, let me tell you something. Any man that does not mind you having sex in front of him with another man, if he's getting off to looking at another guy's erect penis, your dude isn't a freak. He may be a little off in the head, and he's more than likely struggling with his sexual identity. Okay? That's, that's the, and then there's this other crowd, and I call it that Star Jones crowd, where you marry a man that you know damn well you can tell that that man is gay, or Terry MacMillan. You know, these sisters, Star Jones and Terry, and I'm not going to knock either one of them. I would welcome to have their commentary on my program. But I'm just going to say this. To be so brilliant, how in the hell can you be so damn stupid? You can look at a man, and if that man spends more time in a mirror than you do, and we're going to talk about the symptoms of a gay man in a moment, but you should have had at least a whiff that if this man is talking, tasting his words, switching, getting his nails done, and looking for more compliments from you than he gives you, girlfriend, what in the hell is wrong with you? That is a sign that something is wrong. Now, here's the other thing for you women that are dealing with a man where you have this in question. I want you to know this. A, a woman cannot compete with a man's desires if he has feelings for other men. So if you think that your man is um, even interested or he's even told you he likes looking at pornography or you notice that he has a disproportionate number of gay friends, and let me qualify this, one of my best dudes is a gay dude. Now, and, and what I mean by that is this is my boy. If someone stepped to him, I would hurt you because he's a real good person. Now, am I going to go to a gay bar with him? Hell to the no. You know, am I going to go and go with him shopping? Uh, I don't think so. You know, this is not uh, whatever, whatever it is, is the queer eye for the straight guy. Whatever. No, I'm not doing that. Am I going to uh, be hanging out over at his crib with him and his partner, and I don't have a female with me? The answer is hell no. So, ladies, you must understand that that you will not and cannot change the sexual identity of a man. Now, there's this issue of brothers that have been in the penitentiary, and the term, believe it or not, is penitentiary gay. Now, what does that mean? What it means is that here's a guy that while he's locked up, he just deals with what's there for his sexual urges. Let me qualify that. That fool is gay, too. That is another down-low brother. There is no such thing as you go in the, uh, the criminal justice system and all of a sudden you switch your sexual identity because you switch your zip code. It does not happen. Sexual orientation is something that happens at a core level, and most people that are dealing with such issues, they have something going on that is far deeper than what you see on the surface. Now, the man that can say he's not gay, but he's intimate with both men and women. Uh, Julia, we're not going to take this first break. I'm going to go straight through this. Um, the, that is some more bull. But he doesn't want to date men, but he will have sex with them. He says he's not in love. 
he he'll say that you know what I I don't want to get married, and he'll say that you know uh, just because the guy did something to him, more than likely meaning all sex that you know he didn't consider that being gay. Well, let me give you a hint. It's you you try to make something be about gratification and not orientation. Again, okay, I know, Julia, you're probably about to grit your teeth and say, I can feel it coming. He's about to say that BS word, and but I'm not. It is not about gratification. It is about orientation. Your behind is gay. And if you want to put yourself in a mindset that you're not, you can feel some of the people some of the time, but you damn sure cannot feel uh, fool all of the people all of the time. Now, before I bring my guest on, I'm going to hit on some of these telltale signs that your dude is gay. And I want you to uh, get your pen out, sisters. And I am not doing this as a monologue for a show to crack jokes. This is some real serious stuff. The first thing is, does he wear on a consistent basis more colorful clothing than you do or have a fascination with pink or he even uh, wears things that have rainbows on them or they're more concerned with who your brothers are you're dating or concerned about your brother himself more than he even talks about you and your issues, you might want to check that. If he spends hours in the bathroom in a mirror doing his hair, now this is going to get a lot of you. If he's in there flexing his muscles and spending a disproportionate amount of time in the gym, that's right, girls. You think you're going to the gym because this guy's a health nut? Ding, 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 let the damn light go off and the doorknob hit you where the dog should have bit you. I'm telling you right now that that brother is not normal. Real men, they work out. They take a shower and get the hell out of the gym, and most men do not like to take a shower at the gym unless they're going back to work. That's another sign that because no man, you know, I was an athlete, and I can assure you when I, we went in the shower, we wasn't in there long. It was long enough to get the funk off and get out, right? So when you see a man that is always wanting to be at the gym, that is always around other guys and wanting uh, to look at other guys and judging how they look, uh, how something looks on them, and, and if he does it too much, because I'm a straight dude, believe me, nothing about me is in any way homosexual. But I can look at some of my boys and be like, man, that's a nice suit. You know, I like it. I like that. That's that's a good shirt. You know, heterosexual men like clothes. But when you see a man that is always looking at how another man is dressed, or here's another one: if your man is addicted to porn and he is always looking at porn, pay attention to what he's watching during the porn. And if he makes comments about the size of a man's penis the girth, the length, whether he's circumcised or not. You might want to watch that. Does he listen to a lot of diva music like Madonna, Patti LaBelle, Celine Dion, Aretha Franklin, or he loves to watch America's top model more than you? You probably have something to be concerned about. Does he, does he like for you to do things to him sexually that you would think a female would prefer? An example, if he wants you playing around in his anus, that is not normal for a man, okay? So when you see a man that likes you sucking on his chest and, and playing in his anus, that is a sign that your man is probably gay. Does your man watch soap operas and he knows all the doggone characters in the storyline? That is not a heterosexual thing. Now, most brothers will like a show. Like they and maybe one one soap opera like Scandal or Jacob's Cross or something like that. But when this dude knows two or three soap operas and all the plots, or does he get mad if he misses the talk, the view, or Oprah? Uh, does he spend time always getting his nails and his feet done? Okay, maybe the dude is just a clean freak, but why in the hell does this idiot won't polish on his damn toes and his fingernails? Does he do facials a lot? Does he uh, always uh, want to put on makeup and, you know, 
Uh, androgyny is cool, but Prince can't even hardly walk anymore. That phase is out. If you got a man that has more Mac makeup than you do, you might want to check this dude at the door. Does he pluck or shape his eyebrows on a consistent basis? Uh, does he get nervous or offended when someone talks about a gay man or a down-low person? Uh, does he spend an inordinate amount of time with a single male friend? Hey, yeah, that's right. No guy wants to be around no dude that damn much, okay? <clears throat> if he ever notices things like or does he have a best friend that is suspect of being on the down low and he knows this, and he's always running around. Now, here's something I'm really going to throw at you. If your man wears thongs, that's right. If your man wears thongs or real tight underwear, that is a red flag, and I mean a red flag blowing in the wind. Does he talk funny or start whispering when he's around other men? Hmm. Something to think about, ain't it? Uh, does he ever talk about girlfriends, ex-girlfriends? Because if this dude hasn't dated females in the past, uh, hey, red flag, if your man is over 40 and doesn't have children, I'm not saying he's gay, but most normal men that are 40 years old have had a child or they've had some abortions they paid for and the woman didn't carry the child, but, you know, something to watch. If he, uh, does it take him forever to pick out an outfit to wear? Hmm. Something else to think about. Does he listen to a lot of love songs? Does he like romance musicals and movies? Does he perm or straighten his hair? Does he own a set of flat irons or curling irons? Uh, this is really going to get you. Does he trim his pubic hair frequently? Does he shave his legs often? Hmm. What does that tell you? Something to think about. Now, I'm going to go to just a few more things, and then I'm going to bring my guest on. I know by now there's some brothers over there that are kind of like, I wish he'd shut up now, dude. I'm not going to shut up. I'm going to put your behind out, and she needs to put your ass out too. Uh, does he use lip gloss other than Carmax that has a fruity flavor with intent? Does he walk with a little switch like his butt hurts? <laughs> I know that sounds funny, but he's still trying to walk manly. And another thing is sometimes does he like to role play or dress up? Does he have fantasies about you spanking him? And does he have male friends whose girlfriends that you've never met? Now, think about that. He's got male friends that has girlfriends that he's ever, that, you know, you've never met. And this other one, does he act too masculine? You know what I'm saying? Does he overcompensate? And then last but not least, if you're a big girl, and I'm not saying big girls can't get good dudes because a lot of my friends are big girls and they are married to some really cool-ass guys. But if you know damn well you got a man that your ass should not have caught, you might want to think about that. And, again, look at Star Jones. That is my perfect example. I'm not saying Star is an ugly woman, but she ain't exactly fixing to win no contest, all right? And you look at the man she married. The man looked better than her. Come on now. Come on. Come on. So I just, these are some things I want you to think about. Now, Julia, go ahead and cue the music up. We're going to take about a 45-second break. And we, when we come back, we're going to talk about, uh, with my boy Tavance Credit, we're going to be talking about HIV and the symptoms and the signs. Because if you dated a guy that had any of the aforementioned symptoms, you might want to really listen to what he has to say. You're listening to Conversations with Dr. Devon Young, and we'll be right back. Mm-hmm. 
you're listening to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Today, if you want to get in on this conversation, if you've got questions for us, you can hit us up at area code 646-478-5610. That's area code 646-478-5610. Just press 1, and you will be put on with my producer, Julia, and we'll have you in the queue for your questions and or comments. Now, I have a gentleman that's uh, joining the show right now. His name is Tavance Credit. This brother is really phenomenal. He, as we know, in most metropolitan cities such as Houston, Atlanta, uh, you know, Miami, L.A., Chicago, New York, there is a serious, serious, serious problem with people walking around with HIV. And the worst part is a lot of them do not know that they have it. This brother in 2000, 20, uh, 2012 uh, birthed the Tyvance experience. He, um, he's done some things that just really phenomenal. Uh, he presented a BOIS program at the U.S. Conference on AIDS in Vegas at Caesars Palace last year. Uh, in 2011, he uh, presented the program to the International Society for the Scientific Study of Sexuality Conference. So, ladies and gentlemen, get your pen out. You really want to uh, listen to everything this brother's got to say, and especially what I'm going to love about this dude is um, he is dedicated to helping women address the needs uh, for self-validation, appreciation, and most of all, this confidence of uh, being the backbone of a family and how to get in relationships with the right guy and say no to the wrong one. With that said, Ty Vance, welcome to the show, man. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so, so, so blessed to be here. Yeah, we're blessed to have you here. Uh, tell me, based on what you heard and my tyrant just a moment ago about brothers, and, and again, listen to me, America, listen to me, the U.K., Australia, the Virgin Islands, the Caribbean. I am not saying anything is wrong if you are gay or if you are homosexual. What is wrong if your ass is a Jerry Springer guest and you dressing up like a female and got real boobs and, you know, having sex with men and they don't know that you are a dude, or if you are a man and you're running around here um, tasting your words when you're away from your girl and putting bass in your voice when you're not, that's a problem. Ty Vance, what do you say about all that, man? I completely and totally agree. And um, I'm really in love with the topic for today. Of all the people that I come across and people that I run into and people that I counsel and talk to and link to services, a large portion of women who we test have at some given time or another come in contact with a down-low brother or a bisexual male or a bi-curious male. In fact, just last week I tested um, a female, and as she was giving, we I was assessing her risk and asking her why did she want to get tested, she was giving me information about the guy that she was sleeping with that she thought was straight. Ironically, I tested another person who was kind of in that little circle, and to make a long story short, it turned out that the guy that she was sleeping with not only was bisexual, but he was also not only sleeping with her, but he was also sleeping with her father. Oh, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on a minute, bro. Uh, I just want to reiterate what you just told me. You just said to me, that this sister was sleeping with a gentleman whom she had a very significant interest in and a very intimate relationship, sexually intimate relationship, and that this gentleman happened to have a group of acquaintances that happened to be male, and within this group of acquaintances, one of these gentlemen came uh, and got tested through where you do testing, and then in the process, this man comes up positive, and it ends up being disclosed that not only was he calivanting with her significant other, but her significant other's dad? Yes, sir. Damn. Okay, keep going. You got all of our attention now. So once I went and tested the father, he really connected all the dots of the whole story. He's been sleeping with this gentleman. Mind you, the father is about 52 years old. The gentleman that he's sleeping with is like 25 years old. His daughter is 22 years old. 
The gentleman that's 25 years old is not only sleeping with the father, he's sleeping with the daughter. He also has a baby mama on the side that he, who he lives with and has been with for a very long time. Julia, prepare the tar and prepare the feathers. What the hell? I mean, dude, what city? And I know the worst part of what you're saying is that mess is happening in every major city in America, and this is just a small example of it. But what city did this take place in? This took place in Houston, Texas. Jesus. So what happened next? Basically, I, what I do is for the Thai dance experience, once I get a woman that's in, in a particular situation like that, clearly you have some self-esteem issues, some self-validation issues, and, you know, you have some personal things going on on the inside that we really and truly need to sit down. We need to talk about exactly where you are mentally and where you are in your thought process, lay everything out on the table, and start addressing some of those things so that you can be able to be in a better place to make better decisions. Because clearly up until this point, all the decisions that you've made thus far have put you at a significantly high risk rate of becoming infected with HIV hence the high numbers in the African-American community for African-American women testing positive or being positive for HIV. Now, you know, with that being said, I just want to ask you, what is the profile? Because uh, a lot of sisters are listening to this show, and, and I'm talking about, dude, right now you have a minimum of at least three to four continents listening to you. You have people from all over America and all over the islands listening to you right now. Would you please, Ty Vance, describe what woman and what type of woman is vulnerable or, or bait, I won't even say bait, fair game, I'll just use the term fair game, um, psychologically to engage a man and ignore the warning signs. Is there a pattern? Is there a personality type or types? Usually it's going to be women who are codependent, fill in the blank. They're just, at the end of the day, they're codependent, and they want to be in a relationship with someone. It doesn't matter what type of man it is. It doesn't matter what the man's background is. It doesn't matter if he's straight out of prison or if he's a thug on the street selling drugs or, you know, he may have a nine-to-five or he may not have a job at all, period. Lots of times women overcompensate. Women who are codependent, they overcompensate for the shortcomings of the man that they at that particular time are in a relationship with because they want to be in a relationship with someone. However, as they do that and they kind of look the other way, ignoring all the red flags and stop signs and everything that's waving hugely, they continue to still put themselves at risk for HIV by having unprotected sex with these men. You know, what I've found in my practice, and I've had this happen like just uh, over the last few years, several women, and they get these dudes, uh, and I'm talking about these are well-educated women that are making a great deal of money, and the guy will come in, and I will look at him, and I'm like, girlfriend, I know damn well you have got to be able to tell that that man that you're looking at or that you just bought in my office is not exactly uh, the most masculine of men. I mean, I know you got to see this, but they don't. And I'm going to agree with you. I really think that a lot of these uh, sisters um, are not paying attention to the handwriting on the wall. They are looking at the. Um, they're looking at what they want to see. I even had one guy tell a, a woman in my office. She said, um, well, "Well, hang on. I've got someone that is going to comment on this." Uh, Jalen Mack is on the line. She is my entertainment attorney, and boy, does she have stories about similar stuff. Jaylene, go, Julia, if you can, put Jaylene on right now. Hey, I'm here. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, we can. Hey, girlfriend, welcome to the show. Go ahead and pop in. I know you're you had to you got a client, so talk to me. I, I do, and I wanted to chime in. I'm sorry, I miss, I, I I've been on the show from the beginning, and I missed our, our special guest today. What's your name, sir? Ty Vance Credit. Nice to meet you. Nice talking with you. I'm Jaylene Mack, and uh, I'm an attorney, uh, and I've practiced um, civil litigation, and I've practiced in, in criminal courts 
And I know there is some criminal liability for anyone that goes around and intentionally tries to infect uh, another person with a deadly disease, and if there's been a arrest and that's made the news. But tell me, what, what's the liability of the clinic in terms of having to contact others that you know have been in sexual contact with uh, the particular person that you've been uh, testing that's test positive, but also when you have a baby, you mentioned that he has a, 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 the mother of his child and the baby living in the home with him that he's creeping on. What kind of liability do you have as a, in, in the clinic to the mother and that young baby in terms of uh, informing them and ensuring that they're tested and things of that nature? Well, the, the liability basically doesn't actually fall on the agency that I work for. Lots of mm-hmm. protocols jumpstart once a person tests positive for HIV because HIV is a reportable disease that must be reported to the health department via whether you work in a doctor's office, whether you work in a clinic, or wherever it is that you get tested at. If you test positive, that positive test and that person's information must be reported to the local health department. At that point, the local health department will cut what we call a field record on that particular individual, and a person would go out and interview that person to ask them all the persons that you've come in contact with, all the persons that you've had sex with, and then they will in turn at that given point in time create another field record to go out and notify those persons and offer them a test and or to let them know that they've been exposed. So the health department kind of jump starts from there of going out to Mm -hmm. notify those persons. And they aggressively go out in the community to notify those persons as they're doing interviews and getting people's names and things like that. And and so when you are in the clinic, your job stops at uh, the testing part of it and then the notification to the the, uh, regulated entity if there's a uh, test that comes at positive. Yes, my job stops at me reporting that person's positive test to the health department, and then they kind of pick Mm -hmm. up the ball from there. However, we do ask the client, you know, do you have anyone who would want to get tested or this other person that you talked about, when would they be available for us to come out and notify them and to be able to not notify them that they tested positive through, they may test positive, and you were the person that gave them their name. Everything is confidential, but anyone and everyone surrounding that particular positive will be offered a test. However, once we report that information to the health department, they kind of pick up the ball from there. And do you ever test children, those under 18? with parental consent. However, here in Texas, we have the ability to test any teenager that is 13 years and up as long as they have a risk and they are aware of specifically what it is that they're getting tested for and they have a risk. We don't test virgins, so if they can answer questions, so some questions that we're asking, when was the last time you had unprotected sex? How many partners have you had in the past three to six months? Um, If they answer those questions and and they're having a valid risk, we can test them without parental consent, 13 years and up in Texas, we can. Do you think you're not 13 years and up, they're walking by themselves without parents, and they just say, hey, you know, my mom doesn't know, my dad doesn't have sex, okay? Okay. And we do not have to report that to that parent. We can test that child uh, as long as they're 13 years and up. We do an event every year called Hip Hop for HIV, Uh, And during that event, almost every single year, uh, the purpose of the event is for the local radio station and the local health department to collaborate together to get as many people tested uh, to be able to come to a concert at the end of the marathon testing. Usually it happens over the summertime. Usually it takes about six weeks for us to test anywhere between 5,000 to 15,000 people. Once you get tested, you get a ticket to go to this concert. Every single year consistently, we always find a 14, a 15, and or a 16-year-old that's testing positive for HIV. So sad. So sad. Hey, Jay, I've got to ask this question. Let me ask you this, Jay. As an attorney, uh, when, when women or men find out the worst news in the world that, okay, you know what, my spouse, my significant other has tested positive, for HIV, uh, whether that person contracts the disease or not, what can they do legally in terms of civil damages and or criminal charges? 
Oh, well, there's certainly some civil liability in that. Uh, I'll just buy an example. If you're married and your husband um, has contracted AIDS and brought it into the household and now she's been exposed to it and it's tested positive, that a uh, couple of couple of results from that. You know, obviously she could file for divorce if she wanted to and use that as a grounds for divorce, although in Texas in general you, uh, you can file uh, as little as a no-fault divorce here, but that's certainly uh, a, a reason to file, and it will probably file mostly under adultery. And uh, what, that, what the effect of that is is it gives them a disproportionate division of the community assets when you, when you break it down and you divide uh, through the through the uh, distribution of the divorce. The other side of that is, you know, certainly a, a civil suit. You know, not many people tend to sue their spouses, but uh, there is grounds for a civil suit for negligence, gross negligence in, in that regard, or uh, a civil assault in that regard. Um, and so there's certainly some, some legal matters that can be taken care of as a result of being exposed to such a deadly disease. Uh, it's, it's very unfortunate. I, I wanted to segue in, Dr. Young, if you could, because we were just talking about children and being exposed to AIDS. There's a topic to be discussed, which is gay children, gay teens. Not just teens, but I've seen signs of young children as early as five or six years old that show tendency towards homosexuality. And, and I'll give a couple of personal examples, and I'd love to hear some feedback from the guest and you, Dr. Young. But there are two children that I know personally, um, and one in particular that announced to his mom that he was gay. And I always thought he was gay since I've known him around maybe eight years old. Part of it was just um, the way he spoke, kind of girly a little bit, or you could borderline say, oh, no, he's just a little country boy. And um, there were moments that I felt like I was talking to a girl in the, in the conversation itself. And I just kind of, you know, watched him grow and, and suspected that a little later in high years and in college that he may be, and he eventually came out as his parents. Um, and then there's another little boy that I knew at an early age. I always wanted to play with Barbie dolls, and I remember a time when uh, it was time to select a costume, he said he wanted to be a witch. You know, it was real popular to be a Power Ranger back there, back at that time. And I said, a witch, you know, interesting. Not a wizard, not a warlock, which is more masculine version of that, right, but a witch. And so, it, uh, and to this day, I think he is, and he hasn't quite come out, but it shows the signs much in line with what you talked about, Dr. Young, earlier with some of the flamboyancy and stuff, which you flex-lined me when you mentioned the flat iron, but anyway. Uh, but I would love to talk about identifying children um, and, and what could be uh, a homosexual tendency to identify in that early age group as well. Well, I've asked. Sagwing from what she's saying, and, and again, I want to say this to all my gay listeners out there. This is not an attack on homosexuality. This is not an attack on people that choose to live a different lifestyle. This is an attack on not giving someone the right to choose and having your behavior, your closet behavior, your down-low behavior, gentlemen, uh, end up being a wrecking ball in someone's psyche, being a wrecking ball in someone's emotions, and being a wrecking ball in someone's life. So, Vance, when you've seen, and I want to just go back to the story of Freaky Friday in the family. When, when that happened, uh, man, what was this 52-year-old man who had a baby mama in her 20s sleeping with a 20-year-old dude? And, I mean, what describe this cat. How did he look? How did he sound? What was his presentation like? Well, when I went and spoke to him, basically this was an older gentleman that was um, gay, and he went online and, you know, creates profiles, and then there are some sex sites online to where you create a profile, go online, and you can meet up with other persons or, I mean, there are thousands of people online, and you can have these conversations and, you know, just hook up and have anonymous sex with persons, and that's how he meets lots of the people that he has sex with. And that's how he came across the younger gentleman that he's having sex with and still has been having sex with for the past three years. That's how he met up with him. 
but the younger gentleman was down low. So on his profile that he had online, he didn't have any pictures or anything like that. Wow. So in other words, when somebody sat out here um, literally doing something strange for some change, it, uh, it is you don't know who it is, and you can't really tell something to you. Now, when I look at young, there's this new thing, and it's probably not new to those that are down with this lifestyle, but I was in Atlanta, uh, you know, on business, and I'm going through the Whole Foods market, and I see a dude with a flat shirt on. So I, I'm like, okay, what's up, new damn? You know, this dude turn around, and I'm talking about, you know, it was a lot of sugar in his tea. So when I, uh-huh. when I look up, He's with another brother. Now, hang on now. This, he was with a young dude, a dude dreaded out, tatted up, cut up. I mean, you know, boy got muscles on him. And he was obvious, you know, you could tell these dudes, you know, had a little bit more going on and we just showed up at the market together. So right. you look at this and you're going, all right, this is the guy that can catch a chick. This is the dude that... You know, when I, and I always advocate this to you, you to especially you young ladies that are uh, people in the program that are in your late twenties and early thirties. When you start looking at a dude running around with his drawers showing to the point that his drawers are really showing and his butt is showing, and and you know it's like, come on, man, there is definitely a uh, a sign present that should tell you this is not normal. I agree, I agree, but there are lots of guys, that's how they earn their living. So they have low bodies, and they look good, and they dress nice and everything, and, you know, at the end of the day, they're trying to pay their bills. I'm not trying to justify what it is that they're doing. However, that's why I birthed the Ty Vance experience so I could stand on the side of women to help them to be able to open up their eyes and get that light to start flickering and provoke a thought process for them to be able to open their eyes, open their ears, and really pay attention to what's going on because you're at the top of the totem pole of being infected with HIV. That's why I birthed the Ty Vance experience. Wait, back up, Ty Vance. Dude, I'm going to say this. Ladies, if you see a dude wearing some tight pants, and some skinny jeans, but really tight clothing, period. Most normal brothers that are heterosexual are not going to wear form-fitting pants. They're just not going to do it. And I don't care how fashion-conscious they are, they're not going to do it. Ty Vance, describe the dude that you just got through talking about. You just said that there are brothers out here that willfully uh, package themselves for retail sale. Would you please describe there are some guys who, for their particular income, they walk the walk, they talk the talk, they have amazing bodies, they dress nice and everything. However, they sleep with older men because they can charge those older men, you know, whatever obscene amounts of prices or whatever it is that they want to charge just to spend time with them. Those two gentlemen that you saw in the mall, that, was, that other guy was probably there to buy him some shoes, buy him some clothes, buy him some outfits you know, make some purchases for him or whatever. I mean, it, it, it's, it's a transaction. It's a transaction. So it's, so it's just like a sugar daddy, except it's just how now brown cow. Same game, but right. just a but the other guy, he's going to either go home to his wife or he's going to go home to his girlfriend. Wow. And they have a daughter or they have a son or they have a house, they have kids and all that or whatever together. And then he's going to go out and do the same thing tomorrow He's going to do the same thing this weekend. He's going to do the same thing next week. This happens continuously over and over and over and over and over again. I see a so, lot of that. So a category I didn't mention, I mentioned, okay, if you see your dude hanging out with other dudes a lot, and if you see a dude that has this friend, but his friend never presents a girlfriend, but this is a whole new thing. So what you're saying is there are a lot of cats out here that are 30, 35, 40, 45, 55, that you see them with this young guy, and it looks like, okay, he's mentoring this dude, or it looks like, you know, that's his protege, or he's taking them on the wing. So, uh, you know, when in fact... This is, you know, like a May-December romance. It's just a May-December romance from the candy shop. That's his escort. Wow. 
okay, got to ask you this. As a, as a clinician, men, in my opinion, there is a serious thing between nurture versus nature as it relates to men being born gay or are they just being turned out. Now, here's the, I'm going to give you guys a quick lesson in some biological premises. One, if a guy has XSY chromosomes, there's a chance that he will either have very large testicles and a small penis, or the testicles did not distend. He will have what's called gynecomastia, which means man boobs. Uh, he will have a higher voice, uh, less facial hair, and all of this stuff. Um, so that gives you a presentation of the biological component. But Freud, who I seldom agree with, Sigmund Freud, who is I'm referring to, there's a thing called um, the Oedipal Complex where when a boy is between, uh, let's say, three and probably seven years old, he wants to be with mommy. He's come off the breast. He wants to be in the bed with her, and, and a male is there, and he says, you know what? You cannot sleep with mommy. That's my wife. Go get in your bed. And the little boy starts imitating that man and shaving, and, and his sexual identity is resolved. But when you have women that are single parents, and ladies, don't get pissed at me. I'm just trying to warn you about how to raise a damn boy. Uh, you cannot be talking about men around a boy two to seven years old, or even a little older, negatively, and saying all men ain't blank and you can't trust no man because what are you doing is psyche. Then the second thing is if you have a boy that's always around women, where in the hell do you think he's going to get his modeling from? So when you all are saying, ooh, girl, he's fine, he's cute, well, that little boy that's three going to say, yeah, he's fine, he's cute. So there goes the nurturing aspect of bringing a man into being prone to being effeminate, which effeminate ends up being susceptible to uh, other men or boys because homosexuality, from my research, shows that it starts with teenage boys experimenting with sex. They get habituated to, you know what, this guy made me come. I got a nut with a guy, so this is normal. So I want to ask you this, Ty Vance, and then I want to talk about the Ty Vance experience, but is there something that women need to be aware of? When they are parenting their sons, that is that are red flags to let them know, you know what, that man that, that passed at your church that wants to pick up your son, because one of my buddies got turned out by a damn pastor, or the, your, your sibling, or that neighbor, is there something that moms need to be aware of to protect their children from predators? I think that moms have, you know, just having that sixth sense, first of all, of just being a, a woman, and all women have that, um, but especially a mom having a son, I think that she knows early on that, you know, okay, that didn't really look too right, or, you know, when he said that or when he did this, so, you know, it might be a possibility that my son may possibly be gay. Um, I think just about every mom kind of knows that her son may possibly may go down that road. I would say to her, just always have open arms to him and to watch the company it is that he keeps and where he goes and things like that. Not watch him like a hawk, but, you know, kind of give him a little bit of special attention because as he's growing up, he may feel isolated completely. He may feel that he's in this world alone. He may feel like a freak. He may feel like, you know, me? How do I, who do I go to to talk to about these feelings it is that I'm having? So if he goes to a pastor or if he goes to a teacher or if he goes to a mentor or whatever, or if he's frequently talking about a specific person, or if he always says, well, Mr. So-and-so-and-so says this, or Mr. So-and-so-and-so says this, and he's frequently talking about that specific person, do your research and do your background, do your homework on that particular person it is because clearly he's reached out and he's found someone that he trusts. Unfortunately, some adults take advantage of that trust and they go way too far with that child. So just be aware of his surroundings and the company it is that he's keeping. Make sure that your door is always open for him to be able to come to you and express exactly what it is that he's feeling because I completely and totally believe that you know, the parent should definitely be there to ensure that that child is guided in the right direction of where they need to go. Because if wow. the parent is not there, they may definitely find out, you know, the, the answers to that question is in the streets. At the end of the day, and that answer is going to be completely and totally wrong. 
Okay, and so in other words, ladies and gentlemen, you can't just go tell your son, get your ass out there and do some push-ups. You know, that ain't going to work. But, uh, Jay Lee, no. do you have another question uh, or anything you want to say before I take this to a different angle? Uh, you went back to talking about uh, homosexuality and, and, and how we're uh, born with it or not, so that, that answers that for certain. Um, I'm, I'm curious, though, uh, if you guys are to elaborate a little bit about the whole thing with the sagging pants, and how it started in prison. I don't think a lot of people know that. Well, I, I'm the old school G here, something to tell you. That was meant you were spoken for, a, your booty was available. You were, you, were, you were traded for cigarettes that, you know, uh, you did favors for protection. And walking down with your pants sagging and your behind out basically meant you can have some of this if you can protect me or provide for me. And that's where that comes from. Uh, I want to ask you this, Ty Vance, because we're getting down to the last, like, ten minutes of our show. But I want to ask another question. Uh, how prevalent uh, has this download thing been, or are we just blowing it out of proportion in terms of what you've seen and all of the people that you help treat and uh, get started on the path of good health and awareness as it relates to HIV and STDs. I'm sorry, what was the question? I said, how prevalent, are we just blowing this download thing out of proportion? Right, or, right. And uh, your treatment of STDs and HIV is this thing really something that we need to be concerned about? Because in my opinion, it is. I think it's definitely something that we need to be concerned about because, uh, as we stated before, at the end of all days, um, especially with a woman, you know, having, for whatever reason, her codependency issues, at the end of the day, she sometimes doesn't care, you know, that that man is most. She can complete. There are some women out who really truly think that they can turn a man back straight. That maybe he was straight in the beginning, then he became gay, but I'm going to turn him back. There are some women out there who it is their goal at the end of the day to try to turn a gay man straight, that she wants to be in a relationship or she wants to be with a man that bad because being sometimes being around gay men, when they open doors for her, being polite and things like that or whatever, she gets she loves that, but she gets that confused, and she should be getting that from a straight man, not a gay man. So she gets to confuse and love being in his company. Then she kind of starts this thought process of, oh, I could be happy with him, or if I got pregnant, then he would be straight, which is absolutely wrong. Man, well, I'm going to tell you, ladies, I don't care how good Joe you-know-what is, it's never going to be good enough to make a gay man turn straight. And to be honest, if you are uh, – just dealing with a man because he needs to keep I think there's a Tyler Perry show called The Haves and Have Nots. You guys really need to check that show out because it is a trip. But there's a character on there where, you know, this dude is keeping up appearances just because he has to please his mother, and that is a relationship that a lot of gay men do have is that they will go and marry a woman just to please their family and just because it it's what they need to do politically, and I'm not talking about just in politics, but I'm talking about to keep their profession and their job and their image a certain way. So red flag, sisters, remember that checklist. If you will need to hear it again, just go back. All our programs are archived, and you can hear a complete checklist of things that Tyvance, as well as myself, has said today that you will be able to use to get a strong idea of what the hell you're really dealing with. But I'm just going to say this. If you see the brother in the mirror more than you, if he's wearing a thong, some real tight-ass clothes all the time, always noticing other men, hanging out with dudes, just no man likes being around a bunch of guys that much. It's just not real, and especially just one guy. And if you're if he's over 13 years old and he's hanging with one guy all the time, well, I'm going to even bump it up to 17, you know, something might not be wrong, especially if that other guy never presents a wife or a girlfriend. And even if they do, uh, when you see men whispering a lot, I had a gay uh, dude that uh, that was the brother of a chick I was dating, and he said, I said, I, we went to this birthday party for this the lady's friend, and I was uncomfortable as hell, and, and I, I said, I noticed something. And he said, yeah, they always whispering a lot, aren't they? And I was like, okay, I thought it was a joke, but really, that's true. 
So pay attention. Dr. And Young. again, this, yeah, go ahead. Dr. Young, one, one quick question. I, I want to say to the ladies out there, to hear from a lady, the perspective that is, uh, I don't think all download brothers are very flamboyant, and I don't think all the telltale signs will be so obvious. Uh, as a lot of them, the Dr. Young did mention, it, and they and they certainly do fit some people. Uh, when I listened to your your symptom, so to speak, earlier, I thought that is the Dalo brother that is the female partner in that two male per- person relationship, right? But I do think the Dalo brother that is uh, more dominant, the male dominant person, probably won't be as obvious. So to all my women out there, go with your instinct. Go with your gut. You know your man. You know the changes, the subtle changes. You might not be able to identify in the brand-new guy that you just started dating, but the man that you've been with for a while, you you got history. Go with that instinct. We we got that sixth sense. So so tune into that, ladies, when you make your decision and you want to investigate and scale the fence. Especially when that brother and you have women, I mean have women have arguments like two ladies having an argument because real men <laughs> – do not like to sit and argue with you. We get pissed. We quit talking. We leave. We tell you to shut the hell up. We go out the house. We go and break. We kick the dog. But if you see a man can stand and argue back and forth with you like he's, you know, got some issues, he probably does have some issues. Now, Ty Vance, uh, before we get out of here, dude, how can people get in contact with you, man, and how can they reach you? Uh, people can reach me directly at 713 291 Four zero six six, or they can reach me on Facebook at the Ty Vance Experience, or they can go to my webpage thetyvanceexperience.com. Spell that name. Spell it for them. It's T H E Ty Vance T Y V as in Victory A N C E Experience. The Ty Vance uh-huh. Experience. Hey, dude, I, I want to thank you so much for being part of today's program. Jaylene Mack, as always, it's wonderful to have you in the house. Uh, and just in case one of you ladies needs to uh, get your money back and because you just found out you've been exposed to a deadly disease or you've contracted it, how can they get in contact with you, Jaylene? They can call me at 713-661-6225. You can always find me on all the social media uh, and even if you have a problem, just stop by and say hi. Hey, I'll, I'll pre- appreciate having both of you guys on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, now, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to say that I know this show has been controversial uh, again, and I know I've probably overdone it, but I'm going to just do it because a lot of my listeners uh, are gay, um, and I and this had nothing to do with being gay. This had nothing to do with your lifestyle. This has something to do with people that just like a married man will get in a relationship with a woman, just like a woman that has a dude on the side, I, this, it is wrong to deceive someone. It is wrong to, uh, it's wrong for a damn man to have on panties and boobs and a dress anyway, but especially when he doesn't tell another man and he goes and is having oral sex and and whatever else with this dude, uh, deceiving him, or when you are a man and you're lifting weights and you're doing all this uh, macho machismo activity, but you went and laying up with a dude, man, and you got a wife at the crib, you got a baby at the crib. I'm just gonna say it, Julia. Forgive me. It's something wrong with your ass. You need some help, and please don't call me. Um, but there is help out there for you. You can probably call some psychiatrist, and just don't call me. With that said. If you want someone to love you, who else can do it better than you? Quit, stop selling for less than you deserve. Stop thinking that life owes you something because it doesn't. Truth be told, if you don't take time, and I'm going to tell everyone listening to this show right now, take the time to not only look at who you're with, but look at why are you with them. Why are you still stuck in a relationship that you know you know damn well is something right about, there's something really wrong about it? Leave. You know, as long as you hold on to what you're settling for, you will never receive what God has for you. With that said, uh, if you want to be loved, it all starts with loving yourself. 
I will see you guys on Sunday night at 7.30 on Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. It's been great. Hope you guys learned something today because truly the life you save may be your own. I love you. You guys have an awesome weekend. See you on Sunday. Bye now.